Evening everyone. Um, hmm, I'm, I'm here in the National Railway Museum because the, the title of the episode tells you that, so you know it. But I'm, I'm in a particular, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my hallowed space. I'm here in the, in the warehouse, aka the, the North Shed. Behind me here is uh, 84001, the gorgeous, in fact, let's stand a bit further away so you can just see this gorgeous machine here. Look at it, isn't it beautiful? Um, two fun things, because, uh, I'm just gonna go and stand here so you can see the double arrows behind me. You know, there's, there's 84001, marvelous. Uh, there is a point to this video, but behind me, see the double arrows over there. Look at this machine, this glorious machine. Two things, not just 84001, but also a box that we just noticed that says fragile on it. Um, this is an N-Gage model St. Pancras. Come down here. It's an N-Gage model St. Pancras. I wonder if that'll ever end up anywhere. Anyway, my waffling aside, we are here for, um, to, to talk about the future of the museum. So we've done two, I'm doing two records today. You, you've already, a few weeks ago, I think, had the chat with me and Bob, which was lovely. Um, I'm, I'm about to record that, so I'm excited for whatever that is going to be like. It'll be a chat with Bob, it'll be brilliant. But uh, we're here to talk about the Rail Museum. See, it says Rail Museum. This episode is going to be about the future of the Rail Museum. An idea, a little sort of idea of what, what's in store for the, for, for the museum, a bit about Vision 2025. I'm also going to have a little walk around the innovation platform, of which there, have, there will be four seasons. And I'll talk about that later, rather than doing that now. Um, that's it. Without further ado, um, welcome to tonight's Rail Matter. <laughs> City 225 fades away, not, not the 125, which is over there, uh, nor, nor Mallard, which is down, down here, look, it's the front of Mallard, nor Duchess of Hamilton, that's over here, uh, or the Shinkansen, which is over here, <laughs> it's in the Great Hall, it's so wonderful, also the 31 that's over there, uh, love this place, and um, yes, yeah, so, sorry, it's an NRN episode, uh, it's, it's between, it's all very quiet because they're, they're, well, it's not very quiet, sorry, that's exactly not what it is, it's really loud. I'm sorry about the noise, that's because they're doing things, they're making new things happen. Because over here, uh, if I kind of do this, um, is where they're doing the work for uh, what will be the Bramall Gallery, the Wonder Lab. Um, now, um, adenoidal angry people have, uh, are upset about the Wonder Lab and uh, there have been some discussions. And, and yes, it's a shame that the active workshop is, is going, but there's reasons for that. Um, uh, for me, the Wonder Lab taps into a really important, um, uh, well, th this all makes some sense, I'm sure, when I tell you what the two main features of the episode are going to be. Wonder Lab is a, a key part of providing a, a kind of a, a route in for, for young people to give context to what's going on here. So it's not just that there's a bunch of dusty stuff in a room, which I'm sorry is, is you know, the Railway Museum's challenge has always been that it's less than the sum of its parts. It's, you know, it's a collection but it isn't a museum in the sense that it's not actually interpreting what these things are and providing proper context, proper his, the, the story of the, of the railways, the 400 years of the railways in the UK and, and more. Um, I've spotted Bob doing his party trick, which is 400 years in 40 minutes earlier with some new staff. So uh, uh, Bob, brilliant Bob, uh, looking forward to that chat, which you've already seen. I'm sure it was great. Uh, yeah, uh, anyway. So, Wonder Lab's down there, they've, they've stopped drilling. Wonder Lab will be in there and, and will be a, a kind of an interpretation to talk about the engineering, the, the, not just engineering, but all the other things that, that, that represent the modern railway and, and how the modern railway works. So, you know, the science interpretation of like physics, chemistry, um, 
all these things that kind of how railways works. There's stuff about aerodynamics and there's stuff about this and there's some nice art installations in there as well. Um, yeah, I, th I think it'll be an important part of, of, of making this museum a place that you know, it's not just, it should not just be a collection, a static collection. It needs to be a vibrant space that people are interested in coming and engaging with, particularly young people, particularly some of the demographics that don't engage with the museum necessarily. Um, we want to bring people in because we want to tell that story. Anyway, um, the episode, today's episode is going to have uh, two bits. So we're going to talk about the future of the museum. We're going to talk about Vision 2025, but that's the second thing we're going to do. Second thing. First thing we're going to do is go and look at the uh, innovation platform, uh, kind of uh, spend some time on the innovation platform, talk about what it is, poke at some stuff, look at Noel Dolphin's uh, plastic oily mast, which you can see over there. It's over, yeah, you can see it. It's, next, it's, it's, it's currently being framed by the slice of uh, channel. Um, talk about the innovation platform. And then we've got the pleasure of a chat with Charlotte Kingston, who is uh, head of uh development engagement communications that might, that might be right that might be wrong she's, she's the head of deck uh one half of ant and deck funny enough there is an ant in the museum shout out to ant calls anyway i don't know what i'm on about waffling part one is going to be um innovation platform a little run around that part two chat with charlotte so part one go So, as promised, segment one is, uh, well, actually, it's not the HST, although here is the HST next, next to me. It, it does look marvellous, the flying banana looking looking tremendous. You know, you don't, my head, my head right next to my head next to the HST. Well, yeah, it's marvellous. Also, slightly unnerving to be the height, this is just the height that it is if you stand next to the rails. Anyway, I digress. Also, the horns, the two-tone horns are in, the, in there behind me, if I look straight in, there's some horns. Also, 253001. Anyway, I digress. We're here to talk about the innovation platform. Um, and... The reason we're talking about the innovation platform, the innovation platform is, um, it is there are four seasons, which the first was about <coughs> kind of automation and, and, and kind of uh, pilotless type stuff. The second is this one is about decarbonisation. The next two, one of them is about cities and one of them is about communities. So they kind of got these themes and within those themes, I'm going to start at the other end actually, although this is okay, you know what, I'm, I'm going to start right here. The first thing is you've got Noel Dolphin and Fuhrer and Frey's uh, GRP OLE mast. There it is, looking fab. Um, lighter, easier, less carbon. This sort of stuff is a vision for the way that interpretation might look for the museum. As it's, it's like a bit of a sample of that style, which I like because it's picking up people. It's talking about people. So there, there's, there's um, Helen Simpson from Porterbrook, who is she's a genius. Uh, got a nice picture in front of the uh, in front of the, um, the Shinkansen there. Um, talking about what you know, the people, the people who innovate, who, but also who just kind of make the railways work. I like those little profiles you've got here. So this, this whole thing here, before I start talking about it, here's the innovation platform. It's kind of these modular bits here. So you can see quite literally platforms um, and they are, allow for um, showcasing things. So, you know, for example, here you've got the, these plastic bottles kind of making a point because on the other side, if I wander over here, you can see a, a composite sleeper. Yeah comes a sleeper with uh, with some nice pan 11s uh, nice pan 11s these have replaced softwood timber you know timber sleepers they are now the new the new standard uh, so here you can see this psych up psych up brand uh, and they've got these sort of to, to make sure the ballast beds in they've got these sort of bitties on them uh, these are more carbon friendly because uh, for a variety of reasons the lightness uh, the fact they're recycling plastics um, but also what's quite nice so you've got the psych up sleeper here marvelous um, you know, plastic bottles thrown away, you can recycle those. Another thing is, um, is this context of, of, of 
of, of history looking back and forward. And this is a key theme for, you know, the Railway Museum, as I think I've alluded to many times, is less than the sum of its parts. It's a collection, but it doesn't, it doesn't, you, you, lose, you don't get that context. So, you know, things like the tomorrow, today's idea is tomorrow's rail, uh, is an innovation platform, there's a nice video uh, playing, showing things, but also some of the context of like, here's the revolutionizing freight to talk about um, how we revolutionize the, the freight industry and, and part of that for decarbonization. Talking about decarbonization, importantly, the, the museum here talking about decarbonization in a wider context of um, not just how do you stop the emissions from the trains, you know, from these lunking great things, but how do you decarbonize transport more broadly? Um, it's nice that it's sat next to the Slicey Channel Tunnel as well, by the way, which is always fun. So um, behind us here, we have uh, the Hydroflex, one of the Hydroflex fuel cells. So, you know, hydrogen, see what you like about hydrogen, but it is an innovation. It's interesting to have it here and absolutely merits its position within a museum talking about uh, the future of decarbonized railways. So this is a good example. So let's go over to the big bit. You've got, uh, here you've got some photovoltaic film here explaining um, uh, the ability to, to, to putting on a sign and generate electricity. You've got, what's this? You've got um, some nice sort of books talking about the company. You've got sort of car concrete and carbon. You've got some 3D printed concrete here. Let me stand here and show you this. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Um, but anyway, the, 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 the point is that you've got all of this, you know, 3D printed concrete. You've got the overall idea about decarbonizing, 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 you know, power infrastructure, environment, um, and talk, talk about this. And here you, go, you can see uh, some of the things that we've got on the innovation platform. You've got, yeah, autonomous technology, You've got decarbonisation, smart cities, communities. Uh, thanks to everyone who's got involved in that at the bottom there. There's all the, all the, the acknowledgements. These are new every six months. This one is until June this year. So you can come and see. And then the part of it is, part of it is it's, it's not just, it's here also sampling some of those interactive display ideas to bring this museum forward to, 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 to make the best of what it has. It's not about replacing all the existing collection with the stuff. It's about making the best of what the museum has, improving the interpretation of you know, the individual items, individual objects, vehicles have had fantastic interpretation, but the interpretation as a whole, the big picture tying everything together has, has never been quite been there because it's a challenging site, difficult to Tetris things around, um, as you can hear them doing the work over in, in, uh, in, the, um, in the, the Wonder Lab over there as they, as they kind of do the assemblies. Also, yeah, you know, the, the newest, one of the newest trains in here is, is the 1990, you know, it's 1990, what is it? 90... I can't read that because it's a bit dingy, 95, but you know, this train is from the, the very early 90s. It's about, it's about my age. Anyway, um, while I stand here underneath Knowles uh, and Fuhrer and Frey's uh, OLE mast, you can see it my nostrils, um, I'm going to then jump to, to give us some more context about what this is, what the point of it is, I'm going to jump to segment two with Charlotte, with Charlotte Kingston from the National Air Museum. Um, take it away now, go. Charlotte, hello. Uh, firstly, hello everyone. Uh, Charlotte Kingston, who is currently the head of DEC, which is, oh, I had it in my head. It's d d d develop, no. Would you like me to help? Go on, what's DEC? <laughs> Design. Design. Exhibitions. Communications. communications. <laughs> Design, exhibitions, communications. Thanks, Charlotte. Pleasure. Um, I've just been down meandering around uh, innovation uh, platform. I haven't. I've been about to film that bit. Um, and uh, I'm quite excited by that for a variety of reasons. Firstly, it's a connection to the current industry that, that, that the museum has always been wanting, but it's never quite kind of, for all sorts of reasons, not, not so. So the innovation platform is really good for that. But also it's 
a bit of a, it's sort of a stepping stone into kind of what's next for the museum. But um, tell us about Innovation Platform. How did it come about and, and what are you intending to learn from it? And yeah, tell yeah. us about Innovation Platform. Absolutely. So when I joined the museum in 2018, the first project that I was asked to deliver was uh, a temporary exhibition about testing in the modern rail industry. And it was the first time the Railway Museum had really kind of put out there um, that we were interested in the modern railway or in the contemporary railway. Um, from the way you see our collections, we are quite rightly proud of our amazing heritage vehicles. We've got absolutely tons of those. They're really extraordinary. But we know that kind of actually today's railways are actually really relevant to uh, to the problems and challenges of engineers of the past. So it made a lot of sense at that moment to kind of start talking about the modern rail industry in our public programme. So testing came and went. It was it was popular. Um, we had lots of examples of contemporary rail innovations and um, interesting cross-disciplinary... It was great. Um, it, was yeah, it, was, really it was a really interesting, quite interesting, different. It was like, ooh. It, yeah, yeah. It, yeah we, had, we had soil testing. We had something about crossrail. We had the IEP cab. So we had some really nice innovations in there. Um, but that was kind of like toe in the water. And then I thought, okay, well, we've got a changing site. We're going to be probably opening and closing different parts of our museum. Lots of constraints on our time. No, no guarantee that we're going to have access to the temporary exhibition gallery. But we want to continue telling these stories, coupled with the ambition in, in the future of building a new Railway Futures Gallery at the heart of Central Hall, which is our flagship uh, new building opening in 2025. Um, absolutely stunning, gorgeous, gorgeous building um, and this amazing new gallery about the future of railways and the challenges that the railways can help us solve about our future as well. So that was where the innovation platform came in. So you had that, you were like, that, we're, we're got, facing that direction, just had testing, yep. that Okay, there's a there's a there's a there's a stepping stone here. There's something to be done here. Exactly, and, yeah, yeah. and and we knew that a lot of our partners were interested in seeing us do things, and we knew. So I, so I thought, well, okay, well let's let's pop something up. And re actually, originally the project was sort of. Um, jokingly called the fourth plinth because it was like the fourth plinth in Trafalgar so yeah, it's going to be yeah. Trafalgar Square it's going to be one plinth and we change what happens on it and we test different ideas um, and actually that testing piece of it actually testing what does it mean to exhibit these things because they're, they're challenging things to show they're, they're often um, not the most visually appealing especially we compare it there's to there's a composite like... sleeper down there that I've just shown you it's like <laughs> you've got to do some curatorial magic to make you've got to do some interpretation magic to like make that make sense to someone who's looking at it it's like why am I looking at a, a piece of a bin what is this e yeah. exactly and, and there's lots of wires and tubes and things that sort of look technical but don't immediately kind of spark a spark a joy in your heart unlike say Mallard or yes. Duchess Hamilton or something like that so actually um, it was about what interpretive methods do we need to use to bring these to life and also can we test those with our audiences test those with our partners how far are our partners willing to let us go to tell some of these things Things are things that still have intellectual property associated yeah, yeah. with them. Maybe they're protected inventions. All of those sorts of concerns. We also need to think really boringly about the kind of museum behind the scenes things about like loan objects and then yeah, what kind of contracts. Yeah. Usually we borrow from other museums who understand those processes. What does it mean to borrow from HS2, for example? That's a different kind of conversation. So, so it sounds like it's, it, as much as it's there, there is a physical thing and some physical <laughs> things in amongst there. Actually, the two things it's well, the one thing it sounds like it's testing is relationships. It's like it's testing relationships with the audience. Yes. but also testing relationships with your, your partners in providing stuff, you know, information, technical support. It sounds like it's kind of a testing of relationships more necessarily than even the physical elements. Uh, def definitely that's a part of it. I mean, who knows whether what we're presenting now in the innovation platform will be relevant or right for the Futures Gallery when it opens in 2025. But what we know is that this is about a way of working that we really needed to get, dif we needed to work differently yeah. in order to make this a, a core part of our public programme. Absolutely. And so that leads us kind of into talking about Vision 2025. Um, 
for the people, hello everyone, for the people watching or listening, what is Vision 2025 for starters? How would you, what's your kind of elevator pitch or, or, or your way that you kind of describe yeah. it to, to everyone? T tell us about Vision so, 2025. So Vision 2025 is the museum's journey to become the world's railway museum. Um, and the phrase I often use is globally relevant and open for all. Um, and at the heart of that is about being about the past, present and future of the railways. We've been great at the past. Uh, we, we've, we've t as we've talked about, we're touching on the present. Yeah. Um, we've got lots of projects that are kind of launching that, that really speak to the kind of here and now challenges. But the piece that was always missing was this bit about the futures and kind of looking to the future and how rail can play a part in, yeah. in shaping that future, being part of that future. We know that um, sustainability and the climate crisis are major, major global challenges. Um, and and still, rail is still the most fundamentally um, sustainable way of moving, of mass moving people and goods. And so we know that railways have to be a part of that greener future. So we need to make that part of our story. Um, and there's many other innovations that kind of yeah. go alongside it. It's not just about the environment, but it's... it's that's one example of like a core example. thing that... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's about being globally relevant and open to all and making that really relevant and accessible. Uh, and the interrelation... But you can hear that they're doing the work. This is happening now, by the way. Hence the noises. Like, this stuff is happening. There was a disc cutter earlier and there's stuff moving. There's a crane. It's, it's happening now. You know, Station Hall is, is, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about what's physically happening right now, but Station Hall has got you know, under wraps, there's all sorts going on. Um, so, so it, it, it very much like it's contextualizing everything. It's not just, each of those is not in a silo either. Like the, the future facing stuff puts context into, well, what was that view if you step back 200, 300, 400 even years? What was the view of what that, and, and all of these things feed into each other. Absolutely. Um, so that's quite exciting. One of the things we're sort of exploring a little bit with the Futures Gallery development, we've got the most wonderful curator working on it, um, and he's sort of looking at actually some of these challenges are things that we've been, that railway engineers have been trying to solve for for decades, for, for hundreds of years. And so are there pieces from the collection that we might put into conversation with something yeah. else? So we're sort of just, yeah. We're Shout out to Rob Scargill. Hi, Rob. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was chatting with Rob this morning. Uh, it's been one of those, one, it's been a museum-y day. Um, yeah, exactly that tying in. And, and like, I think people are, yeah, I'm on the advisory panel for Futures Gallery. It's very exciting. I'm not going to say anything more on that because I've, I don't know, I don't know, I've no idea where the Chinese walls are supposed to be, but it's exciting, it's very exciting. And that context, as Rob's laid out, actually both of you have laid out, but Rob running with it, it's, it's about that tying in those those challenges and then the choices that are open to people. It's, it's very exciting, it's, 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 it's very cool. And again, it ties back into everything because it, um, you know, it's an opportunity to hook in people the museum maybe hasn't as much appealed to in the past. And it provides that bit of a, it's almost like a gateway drug. Then people are like, oh, okay, that, and I get the context of all the other stuff now as well. So, I mean, yeah. we're not getting rid of the heritage. No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. That yeah. is very much not what we're doing in this. Sometimes I, I hear that, oh, you all you talk about is the future. I suppose we, we emphasise the future because it's something we don't do at the moment. But there's absolutely no plans to remove or take away. And in fact, actually, I think we're increasing the number of yeah. rail vehicles uh, on display um, at the moment from the heritage collection. So uh, they, they are as valuable to our future as, 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 um, as these other yeah, new innovations exactly. are. And it's... It's about context. You're not take, You're not hiding. You're just providing extra layers of context to to, 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 the, to these to objects, the stories. The absolutely. Um, yeah. So right, we can hear lots of physical stuff going on. Um, 
what are the physical things that are happening to the to the site? And also, of course, look, things are happening in locomotion. At some point, we'll get to locomotion wonderland. But let's stick with York. What's happening in the site in York at the moment? Well, I'm glad you mentioned locomotion because we are very much one museum, two sites. And yes. particularly with the rail vehicles, actually, you can't start moving the rail vehicles without thinking about all the various places. And so, one of, if I may, just for a minute, oh, yeah. one, one of Shout the locomotion. <laughs> yeah, one, of, yeah, yeah. one of the big things we are doing at locomotion is building a brand new building, which we're calling New Hall, and that will house um, just around 50 vehicles undercover, um, which is really great for the care of the collection, but it also enables us to do to redo vehicle layouts in the three other main spaces that we display yeah. rail vehicles, including Great Hall, Station Hall, and the locomotion main building as well. So that's... It, yeah, it's an enormous, complicated Tetris game, yeah. it, it inclu like including, you know, 50 miles up to locomotion. It's like a very complicated game of Tetris. And all of that is working. being driven by this really strong curatorial principle about every collection in its right place. So where it's appropriate for a rail vehicle or another object actually yeah. to, to be housed uh, more appropriately at locomotion or, or in New York actually we, we we look at that really holistically and we make the the, the creators make that decision there, there are some very exciting stories we will get on to talking about what's happening uh, here in yes. this, the York campus in a second but there are some very interesting stories that the, 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 the objects not just rail vehicles but objects tell particularly of some of my favorite vehicles because I love the thing that looks the most mundane that has the biggest story and there are a few glorious version ones of those that are fitting into the right place at locomotion so there's, there's some fun stuff to happen but right you're so what's happening here so what you can hear in the background yeah. if, if, if the sound is being <laughs> yeah. picked up right can you hear us <laughs> is some very exciting base build works going on for our brand new wonder lab the bramall gallery so that will open in summer 2023 okay. yeah. um, and that is our flagship interactive gallery so there are other wonder labs at science museum group museums there's one at the science museum of london another one in bradford uh, at the science and media museum and this is really our gallery that tells it doesn't tell a story it helps young people particularly but kids of any age really um, what the hows and the whys and the kind of what, what makes railways the way they are today so it's about the engineering thinking that goes into railway decision making or planning or new designs for the future and it's about giving visitors that first positive experience with engineering as a concept it's not a it's not a, a subject that's taught in schools um, it's something you have to kind of bridge together from a number Absolutely. of different disciplines so actually these but the fundamental principles of, of, of physics and of, 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 of maths are actually embedded in, in this gallery and we've got a lot of research that's been gone into about science capital and how this gallery really kind of opens that up so that's really exciting yeah um, and, and it reminds me yeah. so so i first started getting involved actually getting involved in stuff in the museum for future engineers week mm. which was ages ago and yes. i think elements of that seem to have been feeding into one the, 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 the rail museum version Absolutely. of it like some of those principles of like how do you bring people in to, to like young people how do you how do you bring them into the story and, and, and get them to engage in principles that take you know 10 years of, of expensive learning to, to you know grasp like it's it's, exactly. it's a challenge and we've got a massive skills gap shortage in this country yeah. so this is all about our, our us playing our part to try and um, say to people actually these are things you could be good at these are things that are relevant to you here's how they can be fun and showing the railway connection throughout that gallery yeah. as well we're still a railway museum we're not going to make a, a, a gallery that is not relevant to railways it's absolutely relevant to railways yeah, yeah, yeah. as well um, and it looks beautiful it's on site I, was, I visited yesterday 
had a look at some samples. It's oh, looking, nice. it's just looking really, really beautiful. So very exciting, and we're still retaining lots of the features of the former workshop as well. So the crane and the wheel drop are all. Oh, lovely! So that that the, that, that, the that heritage of the yeah. space is absolutely integral to the feeling of of, of the museum um, and the, sorry, the feeling of the gallery particularly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's exciting. So then, if we wander over to the other side, we yes, have on the, well, on the other side, um, we've got um, two projects, but it looks like one project, which is Station Hall. What's what's happening to Station yeah, Hall? Yeah, yeah. So that is um, a re-roofing and glazing project um, to begin with, and that's the majority of the works. Yeah. But then there is also a really important exhibition project as well, which is following on from that, and that will reinterpret the hall. There will be um, a small, um, uh, there will be a vehicle layout change as well. So it's new interpretation, telling new stories, trying to bring people into that. We yeah. really want a station hall to celebrate the various people who the inter- work that's in and the around station. The it's the interface between people and the Absolutely. railway, and, and that's like, yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so our sort of our guiding light for that is the station is a world unto itself so we're trying to kind of get that sort of sense of um, a heavily peopled space that's really rich in the heritage it's a lovely part of the site it's one of our own only listed buildings absolutely gorgeous gorgeous mm. space to be and we very much want to keep that atmosphere um, it has always had it. that sort of sense of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so. and I suppose if anything it's about kind of just telling more stories in that space yeah. so be- better interpretation a bit more media in there a bit more sound that kind of thing oh, okay yeah um, yeah yeah oh but, yeah sound is that's because the sound we'll talk, briefly interrupting you sound is a really important part of the museum experience yeah the, okay there's so, disc sawing <laughs> at the moment doing all sorts of fun stuff but actually the ambience in here is quite a unique one definitely uh, like there is a, a scent particularly when all the, those school kids running and then there's that, yeah. that energy in here which is Coast somewhat of like a station element and mm-hmm. so Tying sound in, sound's a really important part of that yeah. railway experience. Absolutely. So. Dead spaces are not fun spaces to be in, yeah. and so I've used sound in a couple of projects prior to joining here, where actually it really kind of mm-hmm. brought, brought the space to life, it really activated it. So yeah. I'm a big fan of using sound uh, carefully. It's good to do want to overwhelm people. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah. But these days, the sound design is so sophisticated, you can do a lot of clever things with it. So that station hall, mm-hmm. and, and almost then the centrepiece of the, of the work, the centrepiece of the work, you've got two elements, I suppose. You've got um, the Futures Gallery, which we've kind of alluded to already, and then you've got Central, you've got Central Hall. Yeah. Tell us about the, the interaction between these two, what the purpose of them is, how they'll tie everything together. So the purpose of Central Hall, so Central Hall includes the Futures Gallery, but Central Hall um, is comprised, if you like, of three main pieces. The okay. Futures Gallery on, um, on, on the west, uh, the enormous drum rotunda, which is our big welcome space uh, in the centre, and then the cafe and shop to the east, um, and that okay, that's all of it. Yeah, yeah and, that inter- and then and then the new service kitchen as well. So what it enables us to do is, for the first time in our history, to unite the site on level play on the level for the first time. So you get level access all yeah. the way across. If you wheelchair user, you use a buggy, or you just got you don't really want to darken downstairs you don't have to for the first time in our history it's really extraordinary and it gives us that kind of museum welcome that I think is worthy of a national museum that tells such an important story so for me it's about um, creating a space that feels really lovely to be in really really pleasant space to be in it's really welcoming it's really open you can stand in the middle of that drum and you can just look around and you can see right where am I going to go today I'm yeah. going to go to Great Hall and I'm going to go to Station Hall and I'm going to go to Wonder Lab and yeah that, that orienteering that. that perhaps is you know, people who haven't realised this bit exists yeah. and have only got, or vice versa, they didn't realise Station Hall exists and they've only come here. We, we that do, orienteering is we, critical, right? We do have data to suggest that there is a fraction of people, not many, but there is a small percentage of people who don't see one of the halls because they just don't realise yeah. that you have to go through an underpass to get there. Um, and, and it's not the loveliest underpass, it's open to the elements, and so really this is our chance to 
unite the site for the first time in its history and it really is a once in a generation opportunity um, and then yeah as you mentioned Futures Gallery is part of that I've talked a little bit about kind of why it's important to prioritise the future for us um, I think the other thing I really um, seeing already that we're starting would love to build on this is kind of making the modern rail industry feel that this is a home for them too yeah. um, it would be amazing if all the rail employees up and down the country felt like this was their their beacon their place where they could come and that they could tell their families about what they were working on and what kind of role yeah, they played yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that would be an extraordinary yeah and that ties into some of the opportunities about present and future that you know the the the, the um the sort of interpretation and curatorial opportunities that are created by those new spaces that you don't you just don't have those opportunities now or you know you, you have you know things like the innovation platform create them but actually you don't have the, the, they'll, they'll exist and you can talk about current projects you can have sort of shorter transient things you can talk about current projects and then longer term stuff yeah it's very exciting it, it's, it's creating opportunities that the museum just doesn't have at the moment just, yeah. just doesn't have Absolutely. Um, and as I keep saying, like, as you say, the, the, these three elements of, of past, present and future, they, they all tie together. Like, the, the, not, not one is at the expense of the other. It's about um, enhancing the, the whole. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of an idea. That's Vision 2025. Uh, very exciting. As we say, Tetris of objects as well. Um, what about after Vision 2025 and after, after you know, what, what's, what's the next step? What's the step beyond the current sort of plans? It, well, it's very hard to look beyond the date of 2025 itself. Yes. That is such a big moment yeah, for, the, yeah, for the, yeah. the nation as a whole, for the museum. It will be our 50th birthday. It will be the 200th, birthday, 200th centenary of the um, Sultan of Darlington Railway. Uh, the nation is coming together, hopefully, for a massive celebration. Um, so it is really hard, but we won't be doing everything by 2025. Okay. And I think that's a, that's, that's, that's reasonable to acknowledge that it already feels like projects have to have a limit they have to have a scope yeah limited scope can't I mean, just do everything but we're also changing so much i yeah. think that's the other kind of key thing to, to note there's so much that's going on so who knows what the future will hold but there are pieces of the story that will still need to be um, updated and, re and re refreshed and represented um, there will definitely be elements of South Yard which will need to um, need, need to continue and, and follow on from that I mean South Yard's a, a project we haven't really spoken about very much yeah, but yeah. actually the, the, the vision for that is to create a really really glorious outdoor space mm. as well where actually even people who maybe aren't as comfortable coming into a museum and spending time in a, in a traditional museum setting they can still feel at home and feel like they're having a really great experience out there and there'll be collections and play and um, opportunities oh, yeah, like for steam a, yeah, rides like, um, and sort of interactive event like a, uh, absolutely audience yeah. participate like type events absolutely yeah, yeah okay and it's worth just sort of saying that we're also happening our all of our plans are happening in the context of a wider city master plan called york central yeah. which has been talked about for decades um, but it's finally in the big railway teardrop you look at the york map it's not that weird teardrop shape of like sterilized land like, i call it the whale because i think the whale, like the whale. It doesn't <laughs> look like the whale. you're right teardrop it looks a bit like the, the, the yeah. Twitter is broken whale. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, you're right. uh, uh, that space has always been sterilised by the fact it's surrounded by railway. York Central was supposed to unlock, and, and it it's in the process of unlocking an enormous amount of new... Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of shifting the central business district of York kind of towards the station. Actually. Well, it adds to it. So, it. so it's got new homes, it's got a yeah. new commercial district, it, there's improvements happening to the rear of the station, there's Museum Square, which will lead directly yes. into our new central hall, it, and it, a, a new road location as well, so that cars can still uh, drive, in, um, dri dri drive into the city centre. So all of this is kind of taking place around us, and that's, I mean, that's a long-term vision. Yeah, there are yeah, elements sure. that are being delivered um, in the next couple of years, but then the kind of the wider build-out of that will take some some time um, but it means we've got a brand new residential district on our doorstep as well which is tremendously exciting for us um, hopefully visitors who feel like they can they can come and visit us whenever they like and we feel like their local national museum if you like yeah 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 absolutely and that's and you know there we go so there's this very exciting series of opportunities and things happening um 
Are there any particular highlights and things that you're really excited that you're able to share with us? Or is it all under wraps and you just have to be very sort of, uh, oh, it's going to be, you know, are there any particular features that you're very excited to reveal? Oh. Uh, you're allowed to go, yes, full stop. <laughs> That's, that's I mean, the correct well, answer. definitely yes. For sure. There, is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are yeah. many, many, many things that we haven't yet announced to the public. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is some of the artworks in oh, um, Wonderlab. Yeah, okay. um, so we have two artworks in there. Uh, we've announced two we're working with. Um, one is with Pippa Hale, one is with Steve Messam, uh, both of whom are local artists to the northeast, which is really exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that, that's going to be a really kind of game-changing opportunity yeah. for us in Wonderlab. Um, and beyond that, I think we're just going to have to see them. I know, I have to, have to wait and see and come back. <laughs> Charlotte, thanks so much. That's a fantastic little chat. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for having me. And there we have it. Um, thanks, Charlotte, for that uh, kind of insight into Vision 2025 and, and what the museum's going to be doing and what it is doing and why it's kind of in this kind of limbo at the moment. Um, as I kind of walk here past Spirit of the South, which is, I still think, probably my favourite bit of, uh, of railway artwork. It's just, it's just gorgeous. Um, we're actually up here, and there's, there's George Stevenson's actual table. This is his drawing board. Um, here we are, look, looking out across across the Great Hall. Uh, over there, over there in the work, you can see uh, Kenneth Grange's marvellous uh, in top of the Institute 125, and you can see the, 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 the Oli Mass from the Innovation Platform, which we also you know, looked at at the start of the episode. So, we had the start of the episode, talk about Innovation Platform and a little bit about the context of the museum and why, you know, wh wh why there's more more work to be done for making this museum more than the sum of its parts rather than it being less than the sum of its parts. Then we spoke to Charlotte explaining how that's going to happen um, and, and sort of if you like not not the end of the journey but but certainly the kind of making some big big long steps on that journey. Um, me waffling about it only remains really for me to say uh, as ever audio only format people I uh, hope that was okay that probably works all right in audio only format for once um, thanks for listening. Please put a review into your whatever listening system you use so that we can, um, more people can listen to Rail Matter so they notice it. So please, please put a review in into Spotify or Apple Play or whatever you use. PayPal.me slash Gareth Dennis for uh, change and abuse. Patreon.com slash Gareth Dennis to support more of this happening. And of course, uh, the Discord server, garethdennis.co.uk slash Discord for the YouTube chat that's happening, continuing to happen. Uh, while I rub my hair and bash the mic, sorry about that, continue to happen in uh, that chat is in the Discord server. Next week is going to be, no idea, possibly might be a live one again, but also probably a, a, not a live one, probably a pre-record. So, um, yeah, future Gareth, what's it going to be? Episode 157, why does the UK find it so hard to integrate transport modes? Yes, Martha Lawrence joining us to talk about that. It should be a good one. Marvellous, thank you, future Gareth. As I walk this way, Hold the, the camera here, look at this. Let's do this, the channel behind me, the Eurostar. Marvellous. It only remains really, this episode uh, will have been brought to you by something. I don't know which, I don't know which class of train because I don't know which episode this will actually be. Yeah, it turns out Pass Gareth doesn't know very much at all. Of course, it's episode 156, so we're talking about the Class 156. A fantastic train, actually. Uh, a lot of love. Uh, and it, it had a terrific livery as well. This, this rather, it's not quite got the snaz that the, the later 158 had, but it's pretty good, apart from the anemic double arrow. Uh, the super sprinter running dude is a bit random. Uh, but yeah, I think the 156 is pretty good. Yeah, nice looking train. There's a buffer stop there in the front uh, to, to cheer everyone up as well for the buffer stop nerds. But uh, yeah, a resplendent 156 surrounded by the misery and vandalism of what happened to Oban Station uh, there being smashed, to, absolutely smashed to smithereens by, uh, you know, when they shortened it into 
just a horrible little nothing station. What was once glorious, now ruined. And just to sum all of that misery up, I believe there's an Austin Maestro in the background of this image as well, just to really give everyone uh, the, the heebie-jeebies. Anyway, sad times. Uh, and now I'm just uh, I'm just padding for time now, just just running up the runtime just to wind you all up. No, no, uh, back to back to present, Gareth, for six seconds before the episode ends. As I look out across the, the Great Hall, it only really remains for me to say, uh, cheerio! Um, 